Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily thoughts and comedy from Broadway super fans. From Broadway Superfans. Emily, you saw Broadway history this week. I did. It was very, I'm very, I feel very lucky to have experienced a literal part of history. I mm. mean, like, we experience history all the time. Well, this right. is a, an important marked moment in history. I got to see the very first Asian woman to ever play Anna Lee Owens on Broadway do it. It was very cool. Although it was not her first performance because she had gone on at the matinee. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And I think she maybe went on Tuesday night also. I'm not sure. That's funny. But I, on Wednesday night, I went and I saw saw Ann Sanders go on as Anna Lee Owens at The King and I, and it was amazing. It was so funny because Bruce Jones, who wrote the play What We Look Like, which we saw uh, not so long ago, he, like, texted me at 7 o'clock being like, Ann Sanders is going out at the King and I. And I was like, what, 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 what? I could – it's 7 o'clock. It's – the show's at 8. I'm at home. I could be there. And I just – I had nothing to do that night. So I just hopped up and ran down to the theater and I was able to buy a ticket last minute. And the box office guy was really nice and saw Bruce there and knew that he had bought a ticket, like, 20 minutes earlier and then took our tickets back and sat us together. That's nice. A plus box office people at Lincoln Center. Yeah. A plus. And it, I mean, like, okay, I know it's been like a year since I saw Kelly, give or take. And I have only positive, amazing memories of Kelly. And, mm-hmm. and but, you know, it's been a year. And, like, seeing, first of all, seeing the production again, I was like, why am I not seeing this production every day of the week? Because it is so yeah. beautiful. Oh my god, just the whole production is so gorgeous and so enjoyable to watch. And just Ann Sanders, like, understanding of that character and her interpretation of that character and the subtlety that she brought to certain things that I hadn't considered before. It was amazing. Her accent was flawless, like... Uh, I can't even describe how flawless her accent was. And her That's so exciting. Her singing. You know, and Ann Sanders is like, uh, you know, classic Broadway gypsy ensembleist, has done like a bunch of shows, mm-hmm. and a lot of times is like a standby or an understudy. So it's so exciting when you get the chance to see those people. Yeah, yeah, because, like, yeah, I'd seen her. She was in the ensemble of Leap of Faith, which is how I know her. <laughs> if you didn't know. Which is how I always always track her. Um, but, yeah, like, it was so exciting because I remember when we went to go see it last year, looking in the playbill and being like, oh, my God, Ann Sanders from Leap of Faith. Oh, my God, she's the understudy. What? She's the understudy? <laughs> and, like, being really excited about it. I'm like, wow, if she ever goes on, I really want to go. 
That was a year yeah. ago. And like, it was just so out of loop because it was something I hadn't thought about in such a long time. And apparently she is also the understudy for Lady Tiang. So I really want to go and see her. Um, oh, she went on as, as Lady Tiang just the other day, but I already had tickets to something and I couldn't go. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I definitely, the next time she goes on as Lady Tiang, which I think happens more, much more often because obviously there's a standby for Kelly O'Hara. So anytime Kelly right. is just randomly out, the standby goes on. And it's quite rare for, like, she probably, this is probably, like, the only time she got to go on is Anna. Because Kelly yeah. was on vacation and the standby was performing. And that's how she got right, to right, go Right, right, right. But I I just am really grateful that I was, had the, I had the moment. I had nothing going on. I was capable and able of going. I had the money to buy a ticket. All the things came together that allowed me to see her. And she... The chemistry – oh, also because I got to see Hoon Lee, who was amazing and, like, yeah. brought this whole – I mean, like, we had mixed feelings about Ken Watanabe in the part, and seeing Hoon Lee was just so uh, – he was so great and totally played the character in, like – he played it – I mean, I don't know how old he is, but he played it much younger than I felt like Ken Watanabe was playing it, um, and mm-hmm. just more, like – I felt like he did a really amazing job of really feeling and experiencing that in-between space that the king is living in where he wants to honor all of his history and his traditions, but he is terrified of not moving up with the times. And, like, I I feel like I didn't actually see that important element of the character completely realized until I was seeing it with Hoon Lee because he something about his energy like made it be like he I felt like in other times when I've seen it other times like with Ken or in the movie or something it's more about him being like I have to do these things because like I don't want to get left behind and there was something about like the energy and passion that Hoon had that made it feel more like he also wanted to learn yeah and I really have heard nothing but amazing things about him. Oh, my God. He's And obviously incredible. our other piece of the King and I news is that Marin Mazzi <laughs> is replacing Kelly. And I obviously want to see her. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, I want to see Hoon Lee before he leaves. So I guess I'll just have to see it two more times. Not Do that you, that's a problem. Know, but it's right. like such a busy season right, right now. Right. Wait, so when uh, is, when I, is Hoon leaving? According to IBDB, March 16th. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I know because I had well, I had thought that I was also telling my mom about it. My mom hasn't seen The King and I. So I was like, I really want to see. Now that I've seen Anne and she's incredible, A, I would go see Anne in a heartbeat if I got the opportunity again. And I really want to see Kelly before she leaves. And obviously, I really want to see Marin. So I was thinking maybe I could try and get my mom to go and we'll see Kelly or maybe I need to see Kelly because I don't know, man. I got I want, I I want know, to see the King difficult. and I every day. It's so beautiful. And I'm, ex- you know, I'm interested and excited to see Daniel Day Kim, who will be the King when Marin mm. goes in. So that's also, you know, I'm happy that that's working out that way. Right. Oh, I mean, oh, oh my, my God. God. Like when Maisie. they announced Marin, I was just like, 
I love Amerin Amazing so much. And, like, it's so exciting for her that she's working again. And, like, what a fucking amazing lady that the last thing she did was Zorba, like, when she was just finding out that she had cancer. And now, less than Mm -hmm. a year later, like, exactly a year later almost, she's, like, going into a Broadway show. Like, you fucking rock, girlfriend. I love her. And her voice is so amazing. And what an amazing... I just want all my ladies to play the king and I. The king and I needs to run forever so that everyone can go cycle through it, this production, so I can see them. Yeah. (sighs) Absolutely. I mean... So many, so many ladies could go into that role. Yes. Uh, what if Carolee went I know, into that I'm role? I'm thinking Carolee Carmelo. <laughs> I'm thinking Rachel York. I mean, get all my redheads in there. Oh, oh, you know what else was really awesome that I really appreciated? Because in this production, Kelly's wigged in red, right? So obviously right. Ann Sanders don't wig her in red. So they wigged her in brown. She had her own wig. Well, that's Isn't that good. great? Like not not only like that is a that is an important attention to detail that seems so like duh, you got to get that girl her own wig, but we've you know budget issues and we see that shit all the time where somebody's wearing right. someone else's costume or something because like whatever. Is Kelly's standby wigged in red? I have too? no idea. Does anybody know if Kelly's standby is wigged in red? Please let us. I know. mean, it would make sense if she weren't. Uh, they would invest money in a standby wig, not necessarily in the the understudy, just because, like you said, it's such a like it has to be the perfect circumstance for for that person. Right, to go right. On. Maybe the understudy is but either wig. way. Well, but also, like, can they share wigs? Do they share wigs? I, you know, Aren't the I wigs custom made to their own heads? If they're Probably, like good but wigs, in a pinch, I don't know. Hmm. Or maybe. I don't know. I'm trying to remember that show because I know there's the scene where um, the English people come and the ladies have that awesome song before that. Is Anne a, like a, one of the wives or is she an English lady? Uh, no. Anne Sanders? Yeah. In the ensemble? Well, she I, plays one of the Asian yeah. ladies. There's no um, I mean, white I women that, besides Anna in the show because there's only two white men who play the captain and then that okay. guy that that's wishes he married That's what I couldn't remember. Her. I didn't think so, but that's what I right. couldn't remember. No, no, no. She plays one of the Especially wives. if you have Anne Sanders who obviously can play Anna and then also can play Lady T. Right, right. Oh, my God. I just can't stop thinking about how how wonderful and fully realized her Anna was. Mm. It was so fully embodied and fully realized and like spot on. And her voice was so beautiful to, uh, (laughs) Marin Maisie made me think of wanting to see, not that again, we love Marin Maisie, but just my mind then jumped to Christiane Knoll. Yes. Oh, Christiane <laughs> Just add to the list of ladies. Time. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh God. God. Yeah. Add Christiane Knoll to that list, obviously. Obviously. Oh, I could add so many people to that list. I just, like, I just, if you, this is, <sighs> understudies are great. Oh, yeah. It's just so, you know. Absolutely. And it, it was funny, like, the, there was people sitting next to us who, we were both, Bruce and I were like, I'm so excited that we're here and it's happening and we're seeing Ann Sanders. This is amazing. I love the people next to us were like, what's going on? There's an understudy. 
And then, of course, we were like, this is really exciting. Like, I know you're seeing an understudy and maybe that sounded disappointing to you. But actually, you're seeing history right now because she's literally the first non-white lady to play this part. And it's really exciting. And we, like, got the people sitting next to us all excited. That's exciting. Well, and also, maybe they knew they would not be seeing Kelly. They, oh, I'm sure everyone in the audience had- knew they were not seeing Kelly because it was yeah, very, just didn't know you can't buy a ticket without finding it. I was, I bought like a last minute, you know, it was like 10 minutes before curtain or something. And the guy was like, you know, and I was buying a rush ticket and he was like, you know, you're not seeing Kelly, right? You know, you know, you're not seeing Kelly. And I was like, I'm, I, yes, I'm aware. <laughs> yes, I'm aware. That's why I'm here. Thank you. Thank you. Don't come back. and say you're <laughs> you didn't see Kelly. <laughs> Yeah. 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 That's good. Well, we got some surprises other surprise news maybe it wasn't a surprise maybe we've just not been paying attention but andrew keenan bolger and kate weatherhead's <gasps> second book jack and louisa act two second came book. out it is available to purchase I want to find out what happens what are they up to in this book i don't know what show are they mm-hmm. going to be doing I'm excited to read this. I had such a pleasant reading experience reading it last year. Actually, it was like exactly a year ago. Literally exactly yeah. a year ago. Because I was with my family in Puerto Rico for my nephew's birthday, which also just happened over the weekend. Another birthday for that baby. And I was reading right. it like I read that book in a hammock. It was a fantastic reading experience. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And I'll have to buy the sequel for my nieces. Yeah. I don't know. Did they read the first one? I don't know. I was just realizing (laughs) that. I should ask. They they like to read, so they probably did. Yeah, yeah. Micah's not quite there yet. He just got a cardboard book about feelings. Yeah, well. (laughs) (laughs) He's not quite reading chapter books yet. Not yet. Someday. (laughs) Well, that's exciting. Can't wait to read that. And yeah. congratulations, Andrew Keenan Bolger. Everything's coming up, Andrew Keenan Bolger, because he's just starting rehearsals this week, too. I know. They're getting all Tuck Everlasting exciting. It's very exciting. They're doing a launch party on February 29th in New York at Books of Wonder. Mm. If you want to go to that. The 29th. What day of the week is that? It's a Monday. Excellent Monday. It's next All Broadway events happen on today. Monday. Cool. I got no plans, I think. Actually, that's not true. I don't have my work schedule for next week. (laughs) That's true. Well, there was, speaking of, no, that's a weird transition. My brain just went. (laughs) I have to put a transition. Everlasting, Carolee Carmelo, Finding Neverland. (laughs) So it wasn't really a speaking of Finding Neverland, but my brain went to that. That's funny. You should leave um, all this in. We ha- we've had some confusion, <laughs> some casting confusion. Oh, man. Oh, man. Sandy oh, man, Duncan oh, was going to be in Finding Neverland and then pushed her uh, opening or whatever you want to call it, her first performance, a couple days or something, and then like three days later left the show. Wait, I thought she actually did perform at least a couple performances. She did. That's why I said like oh, three. Oh, oh, she, oh. She so pushed she pushed her, her when she was actually going to start, and then she yeah. did start, and she performed a few times, and then she quit. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Well, did you read like her reasoning behind leaving, or not her necessarily reasoning, but like her son or yeah, I think well, it was her son. There like was she's a, a lot of that. Like, 
the official reason was like for family reasons. Hmm. But before that, her son was like, she wanted to originate a role or something. Yeah, from what I read from his statement where he was like, like, I love my mom and like, kudos to her for like sticking to her principles and all that stuff. And I sort of was like, it is unfortunate that there was a miscommunication between Sandy Duncan and the people who were telling her she was going into a show and not making it clear to her that she was replacing in a show in a very small role and would that that does not allow you much creative freedom at all. Right. Um, but the official line is that she like left for family reasons and is, you know, open to return or something, which is not going to happen. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Yeah. I'm so curious. I wish I had more specifics over it. I mean, I'm assuming that she just, I don't know, wasn't aware of how small the part was and probably also the, the biggest problem is probably that. When you were replacing, like, you might have character freedom to develop the character a little bit in your own ways. Mm-hmm. But, like, blocking and, like, any movement that right. is set in stone, you so you can't change. the production. You have to fit yourself into the production, and you can wiggle around as much as you can. But, like, I mean, I feel like this, you know, we just gave all that praise to the understudies. I think being a replacement (laughs) and wiggling into a production has got to be a very tall order in its own ways as well. Absolutely. Because you just have to show up and fit into something that people have already been doing for a year. Well, and, um, you know, I'm looking it up right now. I don't know Sandy Duncan's last stage credit. Mm. But she also, in general, is used to sort of being the lead, calling the shots. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That might have been also difficult for her. Definitely. Well, who's, wait, so is the understudy just playing the role? Uh, Yeah, and I can't remember someone, Sally Mae Trippett? Is that what her name is? Is coming in. Alfie Bow is replacing um, uh, Tony Yazbek when hmm. he leaves. Um, Sandy Duncan's last credit is Chicago in 1999. Wow. So she, you know, replaced in that. Also, wow, she's 70, so 16 years ago. Wow. She was in Chicago. At 54. Interesting. As <laughs> Roxy? Yep. All right. I mean, that's about average. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, let me double check on that name. But yeah, I'm assuming it's just, and again, we're talking about understudy, so I don't mean to say just the understudy, but. Hmm. I'm just trying to look on, like, Laura Michelle's Instagram right now to see if she, like, posted anything about Sandy Duncan. And like, we were so excited. Because she posts things like being like, this person, you know, joined and left. And, oh, yeah. she posted this gorgeous picture of Carolee Carmelo. Oh. 
Carolina Carmelo has made such a huge impact on me and my time in Neverland. I'm in pieces that she is leaving us for another wonderful show. Neverland shall always be what it is because of the wonderful gifts and love she brought us during her time here. Whoever is in the audience tonight, expect a few more tears from me, smiley face. Aw, I'm excited to share this very special last show with our audience. Unicorn emojis. (laughs) Carolee Carmelo is a unicorn. Yes. Um, It's Sally Ann Triplett. I was like so close. I think I said Sally (laughs) Mae because I have student loans. That's funny. Uh, I'm not so seeing anything on uh, on Laura Michelle Kelly's Instagram about interesting. Sandy Duncan. <laughs> that is interesting. Well, it's such a weird. I mean, whatever things happen, and if it wasn't working for her, it's better that she left quickly. Absolutely, you know, and didn't make herself miserable and other people on the show miserable and the audience miserable. Hmm. So, yeah, do you, Sandy absolutely. Duncan? Take care of yourself. Hey, Sandy Duncan. I'm like, if you've got the passion and the and the right now to be like, let's do a show. I feel like doing a show. Continue to channel that positive energy into something, and be do something. You know, yeah. I'm sure there are plenty of other opportunities for her to be performing. If absolutely. She, if she puts her mind to it, yeah. it might not be Broadway, but. Sometimes you just got to get that creative energy flowing. Yeah. You got you this. You go, girl. I hope you take my advice. <laughs> She's going <laughs> to listen. She's listening to this right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, some more stories of the week. We have a creative team for the NBC Hairspray. Mm. Kenny Leon's going to direct it. He directed The Wiz and will also direct the stage production of The Wiz. It's going to be choreographed by Jerry Mitchell and Harvey Firestein is doing the teleplay. See, this more than anything makes me be like, all right, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited because I trust those humans. Yeah. This is, when's it airing? Do we not have a Uh, date yet? Well, it's probably December. Oh, that's so far away. Well, oh, my God. That's when the other ones did, you know. Oh, I don't want to hear. <laughs> this is like this political shit. I am goddamn sick of hearing about politics when I don't have to vote for anything for a while. Well, right. I just looked up when the New York primaries are, and I was like, April. April. <laughs> April! It's yeah. So far. It's, not, it's, it's not actually not April. that far away, but it's still so but far away. Still, still, we've been hearing, because of how much political bullshit and think piece bullshit we've been funneling through the media every single day for as long as we have it's just like i just can't with the 24-hour yeah. news cycle right now yeah i don't want to read any i'm not reading i mean i'm literally not reading any more articles about bernie sanders or hillary clinton i've no. made my decision and yeah. i don't need to read any more of them uh, well, Jerry Mitchell, back to Hairspray, Jerry Mitchell choreographed the Broadway production, so... Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's going to be different or similar or hmm. the same. I probably will be similar, but he'll change it for... Yeah. Especially with the three of them working together, I bet they're going to do a really good job of integrating their elements with the camera blocking. Yeah, well, and maybe, obviously, not the sort of production that... Grease Live was, 
but how we did have some issues with them not really knowing that they're blocking mm-hmm, for TV. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll be worked out a little bit. I have faith. And Kenny Leon. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. He's got it. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Me too. Just can't wait to find out about casting. Oh, God. I know. It's going to be, I don't know, when they're going to start leaking. Trickling out their announcements. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably going to be woman one first. Uh. (laughs) We also finally got to hear the Color Purple album. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's, I have a lot of feelings. A lot of them are that I'm really, really excited and really positive and happy that this recording exists. Oh, yeah. And I'm getting to hear it and that these voices have been preserved. Mm-hmm. Although I have to say, upon listening to the entire album through a couple times, there are elements that I believe for me are missing. Mm that would make the cast recording a more complete listening experience. Yeah. You know, like I may be poor, I may be black, I may yeah, be ugly, I'm but I'm here. I'm surprised that's not in there. That is fucking absurd that I'm, that is not on the I cast recording. I don't know recording. why, I'm sorry. especially because of some of the other why? things that they chose to include. Like yeah, and like the, when there's just like that little interlude for the her reunion with Nettie – Oh, yeah, that's strange. That, I was like, and like, it, as a listening experience, when you're listening to the whole <laughs> cast recording all together, and you go from, uh, I just, wait, I want to pull it up really quick. Because I was listening to it the other day, and going through this transition, I was like, what the fuck? Mm. I know, I actually, like, fast forwarded it a little bit, because I was like, this mm. isn't just going to be music. Right. Well, because you go from the end of I'm Here, the song, then there's just like a musical interlude, and then all of a sudden it's like the end of the show, and you're like, what? What? Wait, what? What about What about the, not the most important part, but like, you go from her singing this amazing song about loving herself, and like that is a huge culmination, but her sister coming home with her children? Yeah. The show is not over until her sister comes home with her children. Yeah. That is what brings it full circle. And without that on the cast recording, it's giving me blue balls. You give me blue balls. <laughs> well, the good thing about it is that we do have these voices preserved. Oh, and we yeah. also have the original cast recording. Right. Right. So which, that's also which sort is of the like as a listening a experience. Right. Like at the end of it, I was like, I'm really bummed that these elements that make it a full listening experience aren't here mm-hmm. because I'm also like, I fucking love that Dessa Rose cast recording. I wish every cast recording well, was recorded sure. like Dessa Rose and was a radio play. Like that would be amazing. Yeah. I always want more context, but whatever. But the fact <laughs> that I can sit and listen well, yeah. to fucking Cynthia Erivo singing uh. and Jennifer Hudson and Danielle Brooks singing, hell no. I mean, it's wonderful. Yeah, I really didn't. The Again, and we talked about this in our review, one of my favorite songs is Any Little Thing, which in this mm. revival is a little more comedic, and I enjoy that. Mm. The original was, like, a lot sexier. And then right, right. on the cast recording, they kept in Mister's like interruption of it. Yeah, I don't like that. Which was also, I, I was like, I, oh, I know it mess. It like 
It breaks the rhythm of the song. Yeah. It breaks up the energy. Yeah. But I have again, thoughts. I have many thoughts. But I'm uh, number one thought, yes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, come on. It's just everybody should go buy it. Yeah. Because you need the clarity in Cynthia Riva's voice on recording. Her voice, I want to eat it. It's so pretty. Oh, God, I know. It's just like I want to live in her voice and have her voice surround me with its beautiful nuance. <laughs> oh, and like the just little runs that she does, which are not mm-hmm. a lot, but they're perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. So good. Everyone should buy it. Support cast yeah. recordings. Yes, yeah, support cast recordings. <sighs> Okay, so moving on, we got Paper Mills next season, which looks pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the uh, some of it. Yeah, well, I mean, I think even those shows that I'm not super excited about, I think will be fun to see. Yeah. Uh, they're starting with the producers, which I've actually never seen, and I've never, I didn't see the movie either. What? Yeah. So, Have you ever like listened to it? Um, you know, I can't even say that I've listened to it from start. Have you to seen finish. the movie? I've not, seen not, the original not the movie. movie. The, yeah, the yeah, original movie, but, but like, like a, a long, long time, time ago. ago. Oh and my I know God. the story of it. Um, I wonder. So, I'm really curious about the cast because I really like that show, mm-hmm. and I've seen it, and I've seen the movie, and all of that, and I used to be. Like it was one of the shows when I was a teenager, really getting starting into musicals and doing hitting all the basics. Yeah, that was one of my basics that I hit. Sure, it's really good. I mean, it's really funny. I'm really hello, excited Katie to see Huffman. It. Yeah, playing playing that is a fun part. I'm I'm excited to see who they cast in that part. Um, and then the thing I think you're well, I'm also the most excited for, but you're the most excited for. The bodyguard tour. Oh yeah, the it's bodyguard. launching there. It's really happening. It's all Finally. happening, happening, happening. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to see the bodyguard. Finally, finally. Oh my god, it's real happening. I know. With it's Deborah Cox, Cox, right? God bless America. <laughs> oh, Deborah Cox. Closing night of Jekyll and Hyde is one of my most treasured experiences. Hearing her voice, where she was like. Sup, motherfuckers? I'm gonna option up. <laughs> She's like, oh, this she is took my that. last she chance. She was like, I'm blow it out. Oh god, I just one of the most incredible things I've, that has ever graced my ears. It's gonna be so good. I can't wait. Um, I'm excited. I did, as you know, watch the movie and thought it was pretty boring. So <laughs> what <laughs> we talked well, about well, well, this well, 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 on this very what? podcast? The bodyguard, the movie. <laughs> It was long and a little boring. Maybe because of the music and because of what I've seen of it. Like, Hmm. I thought it was going to be more like, I'm not saying it's not dramatic, but it's like a slow burn. It is a slow burn. And I don't think that that's what I was expecting because. Were you, did you, did you, were you shocked about the ending? I don't even know if I remember what happens. What? Spoiler alert. Guys, this is a big spoiler alert. You don't remember what happened with her sister? Yeah. 
Her sister is the, is the, her stalker. That's right. And the a boat blows up that her son was in or was going to be yeah, in. Was going to be in because her sister wanted to kill her son. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert from Who's going to play her sister? Who plays her sister in the show? I don't know. I don't know if full casting has been announced or if it's just mm. like Deborah Cox is doing this. Interesting. I mean, but the music's so good. Oh, yeah. And I do sort of like the idea that it's a play with music, not necessarily a musical. Well, definitely, yeah. I mean, I have listened to a recording from London of the show, and I don't think I listened to the entire show, but it's certainly, listening to that recording was like, oh, you just, you put the movie on the stage. All right, that's what it is. Yeah. Because the songs, a lot of the, most of the songs are like integrated because they're her songs. They're not like musical theater songs. Right, right. Actually, all the songs are that. They're all performance songs, aren't they? And I didn't, they didn't write any musical theater songs. No. And that's Whatever. Fine. Whatever it's going to be, Deborah Cox is going to be singing and I'm going to be there. So well, yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. God, that's like a year from now, though. Um, no, it's in November. I mean, that's still very far away, but a year from now that you mention it will be. Well, that's nine <laughs> months from now. A baby. Um, yeah. Will be, I didn't even know this existed, a sequel to Lend Me a Tenor, a comedy of tenors. Oh, my God. I actually thought that that was a typo. When when that was texted to me, I thought it was a typo and that it was a different show. No. That's hilarious. It's a sequel to Lend Me a Tenor, which is, they did two years ago, so that's pretty funny. Right, right. I enjoy that. That is funny. All right. Well, I'm curious about that. We'll see. We'll see. I enjoyed Led Me a Tenor. Lots of door slamming comedy. Yeah, we were just talking about sequels. I mean, this is a play sequel, so it's slightly different. Mm. But Mm. Um, then after that, Million Dollar Quartet, which again, I didn't see. Um, Right, me either. But it got better reviews and did better than... It's the same people that did Baby It's Poo. Right. But... Well, isn't this one about like a one-night-only concert? Yeah, it definitely works works better with what they are trying to do. Right. Um, All right. And again, that one people seem to really like and lasted for quite a while. And then Mary Poppins. Cool. I'll see Mary Poppins again. Mm -hmm. I only saw it that one time. Yeah. Hope it's a good cast. I know. I bet casting. You know, truck over the set. Yeah. The Broadway set was really pretty. So I'm excited. I'll see that again. Yeah. They'll just bring that in. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh and that's so that's Paper Mills next season, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Be a pretty good season. Yeah. Nothing like only the bodyguard is new. Right. Mm. Well, you know, they've been doing a lot Which of Which is new sort stuff. of only new. Like it's not even really new. Right. Yeah. Well, it's the one that's not like a paper mill production. Right, exactly. Of a Broadway production. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, to back up, I'm not finding any uh, other casting for Mm. The Bodyguard, so I'm sure we'll get that soon. Mm -hmm. There was also another sort of call to arms from the Broadway community this week. The drama bookshop suffered a water main break. Yo. 
and lost a lot yeah. of its books. Yeah, it sucks. I saw some pictures of the blank shelves. They lost a lot of inventory. Yeah. That uh, is a big loss. Um, so they're obviously asking people. They did reopen the shop itself, but they're also asking people to make online orders. They do have inventory still, but what was mm-hmm. in the actual shop, like you said, a lot of it was lost. And they're going to be doing a benefit at 54 Below on March 26th. Oh, cool. Um, and here are some of the people that are going to be doing it. Chuck Cooper, The Skivvies, Sally Mays. Um, I don't know who any of these other people are. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's important. Yeah. Man, Drama Bookshop is excellente. Do you know I've never been there? Isn't that crazy? What? Isn't that Patty crazy? Devery, what the fuck is wrong with you? I know, you? what a weird thing for me to never have gone to. I, yeah, what? It's on 40th. You could just hop in anytime. I mean, I, I'll have to. I'll have to go buy a book. Hashtag buy a book. Yeah. Um, there was actually, I mean, I, I don't know how much business they do, but it was pretty funny. Um, a little sad given the state of affairs, but, uh, you know, Lin-Manuel Miranda was tweeting about it and then Mm -hmm. they picked the story up that he tweeted about it and news outlets were like, uh, Hamilton star tweets about this bookshop and it's, um, like sales increase exponentially or something. And it was like, we got 50 sales in one day. (sighs) Hmm. So, well, I don't know what their sales are like. Normally. Well, but that that makes me very sad for them, and it makes me well like, that okay. But also that that is clearly like a puff piece of them. Just that's well, not no absolutely. That seems like an inaccurate is. title to what was actually happening. They're like Lin Manuel. That's like oh, he gave him a cold air bump, and you're like actually, it's a little more complicated than that. Well, yeah, it's not like it's not like Lin Manuel Miranda was randomly just like the drama bookshop. Go right. there. Well, no, it was about it included the. Oh, okay, okay. The, the way you just summarized it made it the headline seem oh, very no, no, strange. Oh, no, no, it, it included the whole thing about the the flood and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it just was, I was like, that makes me so sad that that's, but it makes sense because it's a one-off store. Obviously, they're not well, going to get yeah, a ton of sales yeah. in one day. I mean, I've never worked in an environment like that, so I'm not sure. But yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a specialty bookshop. Yeah. I've been there and bought things from them before. Well, next time I'm in Times Square area, I will pop in. Yeah. Which will be Tuesday. Awesome. You can pop in before you come and meet me because it's right around the corner from me. Exactly. So also I saw The Humans, which I saw it like two weeks ago, but it did, it only just opened. Hmm. Um, and I wanted to talk to you about it because I can't decide if you would want to see it. Mm, what's it about? It's about a family <laughs> where a secret is revealed. Mm. But it's not a rich Are they all white? family. They, the family is white. The daughter, one of the daughters is dating a Middle Eastern man. But that's not part of the plot. Okay. And the character's name... You know, what I would be interested in to see is the breakdown when this is 
licensed and if that's going to be mm. part of the license because it isn't part of the plot, but the character's last name is Assad. Hmm. So it's, that's cool. you know, it is the character. It's part of the character. Right. Yeah. Ha-ha. Um, and one of the daughters is a lesbian, which is not a story point, but it's part of the story. Mm-hmm. Like I, the only reason I say that I'm not sure if you would like it is just because it is sort of like a play about a family where a secret is revealed. <laughs> but it is. Is the secret compelling? The secret is compelling. And in like not, a, they're not a rich family. They're it's not, not a about, else. and it's not about a secret baby. One of the children having a different parent than they no, thought it's they actually, did, and or child molestation. <laughs> no, it's like a regular, uh, you know, a family a, a secret that was like will upset a family, um, hmm. but is not like soap opera e. Nobody tries to burn down the house. <laughs> I mean, I would say I think you should see it, but that was just my my initial hesitation. Was like, all right, a play about a family where a secret is revealed, snooze fest, you know. But Tracy Letts is in it. Sarah Steele, Jane Hudichel, those are good people. Really great. Jane Hudichel, so good in it. Oh my god, she'll break your heart. Hmm. All right, all right. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Yeah, Where's it at? It's at um, Helen Hayes. Hmm. And I don't know. Let me see what the run Where's it from? are. It, it was in Roundabout. It was off-Broadway last season. Ah, and it's, it's a Roundabout. Um, uh, oh, that is why Stephen I went Karam. on the internet all over Twitter. I was like, can anyone, does anyone know if Roundabout has produced an entirely white season oh. or if there's any people of color in any of their shows? Because I wasn't sure for a second mm-hmm. at the things I was looking at. And a few people were like, um, excuse me, there is one person of color in the humans. And I was like, okay, thanks for the information. Um, that doesn't make a great case for Roundabout. <laughs> Um, especially since I've now gotten the information from you that the person of color in the show, like it's, it's a very important thing to have a person of color specifically be like, this person has to be a person of color, but the show is not about them being a person of color. They just exist because that is what, what happens in the world. Um, people exist. Yeah, but it's at the Helen Hayes. They have a rush. It's a play. So you can pretty much walk up and get a rush ticket. Sweet, sweet. And it's an all hour right. and a half. All right, all right, all right. I could see that. Yeah. Maybe I'll take my mom. Yeah, I bet your mom would like it. Cool. While we're recording this, we're recording this Monday morning, and we got some casting news. Breaking news! <laughs> Breaking news! Um, we have casting for Nerds, the musical. And Exciting. I don't know what this show is going to be, but this cast is oh God, pretty oh good. All right. All right. Lay it on me. <laughs> At the very least. Who got cast as those sexy, sexy nerd ladies who have no personality, maybe. I don't know. I haven't seen the show. That's a preemptive judgment. <laughs> well. Just based on the breakdown. The nerd guys, Steve Jobs and, Bob, and Bill Gates. I almost called him Bob Gates. Rory <laughs> O'Malley is playing Bill Gates. Okay. And Brian Fenkart is playing Steve Jobs. All right. I see that. I yeah, see there's both a, of that. There's yeah. a pic of them at the top of this theater mania. 
um, with like their old, old computers and <laughs> Brian Fankart's wearing like the Steve Jobs turtleneck and you're like, all right, oh, all right. Oh. Okay. I'm going to look that and up. And Rory's has terrible glasses and a polo. Um, and playing these sexy nerd ladies are Patty Murn and Lindsay Mendez. Patty Murn and Lindsay Mendez. Interesting. I'm going to assume that Lindsay Mendez is the one that's supposed to be like have headgear. Uh, I don't know, Myrtle. I don't. I don't remember their names. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Well, I just remember in the breakdown, one of them was like, she's so sexy and amazing and smart. And the other one's like, she's nerdy and she has headgear that picks up like Russian radio stations. She can also be sexy when she's not being smart. (laughs) Like literally both of them were like, they're so smart and also so sexy. And then like when they're not talking about their nerdy things, they can be sexy. (sighs) Just like that everyday woman. Mm hmm. As soon as she starts, stops being smart and takes her glasses off, you suddenly realize how sexy she is. Oh, ponytail and glasses. Oh, my God. No way. I don't know who some of all of these other people are, but also in the ensemble is Tracy Beezer and Raymond Lee. Ooh. Oh, that's exciting. I like both of those people. Yeah, that's, that'll be fun. I mean, again, oh, I don't know. This, what this is great casting. Now that I'm looking at this photo, I'm Isn't sorry. It That's good? funny. Yeah, it's good. I mean, like when I'm visualizing it, I was like, okay, Rory O'Malley. Oh, yeah, yeah, Brian Fankard. Okay, and yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, and again, I don't know this show. Who knows about it? But uh, I am very worried about the women in it. Well, oh, God, I'm not because I'm just assuming it's going to be terrible to them. I know. I mean, I have, like, that's the problem is that I'm like, is it going to be one of those shows that I can enjoy and be like, hey, this show didn't have. Oh, right. Like, strong School female of Rock. characters, but it's not there. Right. Like, School of Rock. We were like, I enjoyed the show, but, like, why were the female characters such all, such duds? But it wasn't their story, and it's just disappointing and frustrating, but whatever. I'm not going to, you know. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. It's one of the moments where I'm able to let it go and not be consumed by it. Right. Well, and I guess and it I've, depends on how good know. the show itself is, because School of Rock exactly. was a fun, good show. Right, right. And it didn't, with the exception of, like, the Patty character, it didn't really do a disservice to the other female characters. They just were there. Debatable. Debatable. Well, I guess I'm also excluding, um, I'm just pretending like the relationship didn't happen. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm pretending like that character was was like a friend kiss. 30 years older than she actually was on stage. It's like how I remember Wonderland with the edits I made to the ending. (laughs) I was going to rewatch our review for that because I can't remember how we fixed it, but I was just talking about it with someone. Oh, I remember how we fixed it. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. How did we fix Wonderland? Okay, so we fixed it like because. At the end of the show, she's like, ah, I have to fight my alter, you know, my negative alter ego, who is Kate Schindel, and I'm going to fight you. And then she, like, you know, fights Kate Schindel and forces Kate Schindel, who's a manifestation of all of her, like, negative energy, kind of, and, like, pushes her down into, like, the underworld beyond where she is. Or where is she? What's her? It's not called Neverland. Whatever space. Wonderland. Magic. Wonderland, Wonderland. That's what it's Duh. called. God the damn show. it. God damn it. 
<laughs> She's in Wonderland. Yeah, Wonderland. I was like literally like, it's not Oz. Where are they right now? They're in a magic land. Yeah, and like pushes her down into like a deeper realm of Wonderland. And you're like, um, shouldn't she like reconcile the other half of herself and absorb that person? Like not absorb them into her, but like there would do some sort of theater trick where it's like Kate Schindel's character is disappearing, but becoming part of Janet DeCall's character because Janet DeCall is a fully formed human being who is accepting of all of her many facets of her personality, including the negative one. Yeah. We fixed it. Well, and also wasn't, there's something that like when she woke up, there was no, like it was a dream, right? Right. Like she just woke up and it was a dream, and I needed it to be my favorite thing. Right, you wanted her to find something that it right. actually happened. Where she right, like right. wakes up and there's like a rabbit's top hat or something. I don't remember. Yeah, what they yeah, I do remember that you wanted that to happen, but I was more frustrated with well, the fact that yeah. they were no, like that makes sense. they they reveal that the entirety <laughs> of Wonderland was created in her own mind because of like the ask. You know, it was like. It was like every time you had a failure and you had all your negative feelings, you just pushed them down and they pushed down so hard that they created me, Kate Schindel. <laughs> and, and, and she's like, I reject you, Kate Schindel. I'm going to kill you and banish you to another land. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. You're just continuing to deny yourself and your feelings that is only going to make the problem worse. Oh, whatever. Psychology. <laughs> yeah, you can't just keep... You can't push it. She's like, I reject you again. I reject my feelings again. And you're like, I think you're just going to keep having this dream until you accept your feelings. Yeah. Oh, Uh, oh. Oh, well. We rewrote it. It's better inside my mind. (laughs) Well, we'll see how nerds is. I mean, there's so many, just the overall story itself, these female characters, whatever they're going to do with this technology and the app or something. There's a lot to be worried about, nerds, the musical. There's a lot to be worried about. Don't try to reinvent the wheel here, nerds. Unless it's good. You're a musical. Be a fucking musical. Yeah. We'll see. Be a piece of theater. Don't be a computer game. Hmm. Carolee, 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 update! Carolee Carmelo, congratulations on rehearsals and getting to see the marquee of Her Tuck Everlasting up on the theater. I love a marquee. It is a digital. So there's that. But Mm. it's up. It's happening. It's really happening. It's funny because I feel like the cast around it is, like, so reputable that I'm sort of like, oh, cool, yeah, Tucker Blasting is starting. And there's, like, the excitement level. I mean, obviously, any Broadway show starting is exciting. But then I realized, I was like, oh, they're so excited. I was like, oh, it's it's Tyson and Miller's first show on Broadway. Yeah. Very exciting. Very exciting. How long ago was it? It wasn't that long ago that they were supposed to do it in Boston and it just got straight up canceled. Exactly. Straight up canceled. Hands on a hard body. Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, whatever. It's just like, yeah, when that happens, you're like, oh, God, it might not ever happen because that is a thing that happens. (laughs) 
And I saw it in Atlanta. Now it's real and it's happening on Broadway. You saw it twice in Atlanta. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I did. I saw it twice in Atlanta. You saw Beth Lovell in a long hair wig. God. Beth Lovell. Isn't that a wonderful experience? (laughs) I'm so privileged and lucky. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm excited about seeing Tuck. Every week I'm just going to be like so excited to see Tuck because it's coming up. And you know what else happened this week that doesn't have to do with Carolee Carmelo at all? What? (laughs) Disaster started their show. I know that's so exciting. Mm. We're seeing it in such a long time from now. I know. And also, well, it's also just like it's exciting because it's end of February. We're getting into March and this is when the season starts really gearing up. Mm Mm-hmm. So self-care is important. So you yes, can keep up with the me. pace. I have to email for about a couple of shows. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. And one of those shows we can't wait to see is Tuck. Yes. Now it's time for the Audra McDonald Tweet, tweet of, of the, the week. week. Here it is, guys. Here's who we're following. Yeah, it's a new year of 52 episodes from us, and we're focusing on a new awesome Twitter person from Broadway. Woo-woo! Woo-woo! It's six-time Tony winner, Audrey McDonald. She really needs yes. the publicity, so. Yeah, she does. We're she helping really her does. out with she does. You're welcome, Audra. You're yeah. welcome. You can take us out to lunch anytime to thank us. <laughs> All right, well, here's our first one. On February 18th at 9.47 a.m., Audrey McDonald tweeted, Tony Morrison and Audrey Lord both have birthdays today. All right, universe, I see what you did there, and I thank you for it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it is pretty amazing that Audrey Lord and Tony Morrison have birthdays the same day. That is crazy. It's like Andrew Lloyd Webber and Stephen Sondheim. Yeah. Weird. I mean. That is weird. And then just like. Strong black ladies talking about strong black ladies. I know, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder if you could make a musical out of Zammy, a re- the new spelling of my name, which is Audre Lorde's memoir. Mm. It's, it's one of my favorite books, but I don't know that it, you would have to focus in on a really specific time period yeah. and not try and cover the whole book. Hmm. But yeah, it's That's, one of my favorite books. Things like that are tricky. Mm-hmm. I mean, we always say that if you do it well, it can be done. I agree. Hmm. Do it. Yeah, Audric and Star. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and in a couple <laughs> of weeks, it's uh, Audra's going to be on HBO. Oh. <gasps> well, I guess like three, a little less than three weeks, but on, on March 12th. Right. That's exciting. That's yeah. soon. Yay. Yeah. More Audra. More yeah. Audra for everyone. All right, Audra, awesome. stop up your tweeting game. That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty, N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y and at Emily Faye Oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us, and leave us a comment, and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go, go see live theater! theater.